Are you tired of people always telling you what you want to hear and not what you need to hear? Me too. Are you ready to actually do something about it? Hi, I'm Lauren Lahav, and for the past 30 plus years, I've been blessed to speak and to impact thousands of people around the world. I've shared the stage with the world's top thought leaders, including Barbara Walters, Tony Robbins, Barbara Corcoran, and Gary Vaynerchuk. I'm also a personal development, lifestyle, and business coach, event producer, and entrepreneur with businesses in over 25 countries. I'm a wife and a proud mama to three and a bonus mom to one. Trust me when I tell you, it took me many years of buying into my old story of I'm not enough and lots of grit to finally let go of the BS. So I understand firsthand what it means and what it took. They don't call it the school of hard knocks for nothing. This podcast is my way of breaking down the BS filters of what we say, what we do, and how we interact with others. I will be sharing what worked for me, yet more importantly, what didn't work for me. This is a no fluff podcast where we will address real life issues, real issues that seem to surface when you least expect it, relationship conflict and breakdowns, and real solutions. I will share from my life experiences and those of other everyday heroes, as well as the world's top experts are all here to help you grow through the process of letting go and finally expressing your true voice, who you are and what you stand for. In a world of political correctness and living our lives on social media, it's hard to know what is real. And are you taking in so much information, but not applying what you've learned? In my life, I always look to the people who understand what I'm going through and are willing to get honest and forthcoming with me to help me grow through these challenges. Trust me, I've had them all, and I'm going to take the time to be as real as possible and get to solutions. I've had financial issues, parenting issues, marriage issues, emotional issues. You know, the list goes on. I've learned from my challenges, I've grown from them and continue to learn from them. I see them now as opportunities. With this podcast, we're going to tune up our lives. I'll be your cup of espresso to get you through whatever you're going through in your life that's holding you back, to give you that confidence and trust of knowing someone is there to help and guide you, yet you have to do the work. So strap in, hang on tight, and let's get real. Welcome, everybody. You are in for a treat today. I mean, this girl has got some. I don't know. I saw your cute, your cute little glasses. I was waiting for your glasses. I got my glasses ready because I saw your glasses before. Right. What? So, right. yeah, j- Lauren, just so you know, these are tri- like not bifocals. They're triple because that's how bad my eyes are. <laughs> was it, were you anything like me? Like I woke up when I was like 52 and I'm like, gosh, everything is all blurry. And then I woke up the next day and they were blurry again. I was like, oh, maybe this isn't just things are blurry. Maybe things are shifting around here. So yes, we're having Absolutely. a good time. Woo. Absolutely. Yes. Anyway, you guys, you are in for a treat. I love this woman. I went and checked her out and I was like, oh my gosh, we have so much in common. I can't wait to share her with the world. I begged to say, can you come and be on the podcast with us to share about something that we what, what is it, the two things that people don't talk about before they get married that they're supposed to talk about, which is sex and money, right? Money, okay. yes. Money. And so I am very excited to have Dawn Dalby on, and she's a certified financial planner who specializes in 
working with the with wealth of high net worth individuals. And I love this is that you're the countries, you got to talk about this, being the first behavioral financial advisor and um, the founder of and president of Relief Financial Group. But what I love is she hasn't just worked with the ultra wealthy. She's worked with everybody who has moderate incomes to people that uh, you know have major um, affluence. But what she understands is a lot of people have some stinking thinking about money, mm -hmm. right? I mean, that seems to be what you love to talk about. And she has some effective teaching skills really with regards to self-help, personal development, um, with finances and really talking about how to create your spending freedom. I love that. What we talk about, and she's going to talk about earning how you earn, own, and grow as you pursue the freedom of being truly wealthy. So yes. I'm going to talk about what does, I love. You know, I love to talk about health, and we talk about so many times that the fundamentals of health are really the same that of wealth. Right. And we forget that so many times, but I'd love for you to just share a little bit about what does living wealthy mean to you? Yeah, that's a great question for me. Living wealthy is really twofold. It's about living life at this, what I would call the intersection of personal security and financial security at the same time. Like if we had to drill down what we all want in life, like Lauren, what do you want in life? What do I, what do all of our listeners want in life? And they just want to be happy and have freedom and to be content and feel like their lives matter, right? We all are shooting right. for the same thing. And as an advisor for the last 22 years, helping people technically grow their wealth, I was like, damn, something's missing here. Like they can get up to this level of wealth, but they weren't enjoying it. And so I needed to take a step back in my own life and with my clients and say, you know what, living wealthy is at this intersection of personal security and financial security and not being, you'll love this, right? Because as a health expert, like not having to be on a diet today, we don't have to be in a limiting spending. We can, we don't have to live life in a diet or limited with our spending today. Like if you have a technical advice from the right type of leader, you can learn how to be able to spend free today and live for today, at, not at the sacrifice tomorrow or not at the sacrifice today. And you can still plan for tomorrow. So living wealthy is that security and you can live today and for tomorrow as well. I love that. I love that. And, you know, and it's so interesting, like some of the things that we grow up with, right? Like I remember once I went to my dad, my sweet little dad, my, he was an optometrist for 52 years and he was very, very conservative. He wasn't a great businessman. You know, he was a very big heart, but he wasn't a great businessman. But I remember once that I would see my dad, I think it was even before ATMs, he'd go to the bank and he'd take out $200 and he'd take out that $200 and he would spend that $200. And then I remember one day I went to the ATM and I'm like, I saw myself running that same pattern. I'm like, oh my gosh, I like punched in $200. And I'm like, <laughs> no, I'm like, no more. No more. It's $400, you know, and like, and just like raising my beliefs about what money meant because for my dad and I love, and I am so grateful for my parents, but it was a little bit about scarcity and we couldn't, you know, you have to be, you can't go too crazy, right? Because you have to save for tomorrow. So I, I also remember there's a dear friend of mine. He's a, one of the top pediatricians in the world. And I remember 
I asked him, I said, what was the number one disease? He asked us, he said, what do you think the number one disease is that comes into his pediatric practice? And everybody's like diabetes, you know, all these different challenges. And he said, no, it's parents that are financially stressed. So I know that you, you know, you've gone. And he said, you know, like, if you can't, if you don't have the, I could recommend all the best things in the world to you, but if you don't have the money to pay for it, right, then how stressed are you? And I know that you talk a lot about just because you have more money doesn't mean you don't have any anxiety in your life, right? And you've seen people with a lot of efforts, you just adjust your lifestyle, right? Like making more money doesn't make you more wealthy because you just a, a, a adopt a new way. So can you talk a little bit about that as well and the stress and the anxiety that you've seen and how you help people really earn it, own it and grow it? Yeah, that's such a great question. You know, um, in my own personal life and dealing with clients, I realized that if they didn't work on their own personal development, their own security as a human being, the more money they made, whether it was through earning or, per, or portfolio growth, it just exemplified their unresolved pain in their life. So, you know, they became more toxic or they became more insecure or the, we've all been around the people who think they're better than everybody else because of their own insecurities. And it's the the mask that we all wear. And I realized it in, in being around other clients and other people of wealth. And then I realized too, for me, like I, I got to a point about 10 years in my career that I was making five times the amount of money I thought I'd ever make, but I was still suffering inside. Like, right. oh my God, that yes, I, 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 I have anxiety and fear and I still do today, but it's completely different. But I remember sitting at my desk and going, oh my gosh, like, why am I afraid to open up my credit card statement? Like I have enough money, but why am I afraid of that? Because I know it had to be paid off, right? It had to be paid off. I'm like, why am I fearing this? And why do I never feel like there's enough money? Like there's plenty of money. And then I realized that it was me not being enough. You know, in my limiting thinking, you said faulty thinking, uh, it was because of my past thinking and how I allowed, because I didn't understand how my brain was functioning, but I was still in this loop of you're not enough and you're different and you're, you know, you're not worthy. And so my money was never worthy. Right. And, right. You know, and so once I figured out like, gosh, I literally took a step back and I spent 10 plus years in just trying to figure my own damn self out and going, what, you know, if I want to be the best advisor, I can be the behavioral advisor. I need to figure out my own behavior and my own thinking and my own emotions. And then once I figured out what really worked for me, then I started, then I became the behavioral financial advisor and got certified. And then I was able to help other clients with it, because I'll tell you, it doesn't matter your income level. It doesn't matter your net worth level that in fact, I found even people with higher net worths have even more issues. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. I, right, so, right. Yeah. Yeah. And so because it was there, like, there's this whole thing of who do I trust or why do people love me? You know, is it because they want money? You know, there's, I mean, I, we've heard, right. We've all heard a lot of people yeah. go through that. You know, it's interesting because um, you know, as I was sharing a little bit about my dad, I remember my, cause my parents raised me with very, very strong contribution values. Right. So there was this, this kind of disconnect of like, uh, well, if you're going to give back, you know, then you, you, like this whole thing about like money, there was, there was just a little, um, I don't know, a little bit of friction with regards to it. And a friend of mine said something wonderful to me, which totally changed my life. And this was 
this would have been 15 years ago. My friend Jeff said, money is just a reflection of how many people that you've helped. And I'm like, well, then I want to help a crap load of people, mm-hmm. right? Like, and I was like, oh my God, if my dad had had that belief, like what would be different in his life if he had adopted that belief for himself, mm-hmm. right? So for, for you, with regards to it, I know that you've grown from being, uh, there's a lot of people that listen to our podcast that are entrepreneurs, especially a lot of women that are here. I'm a champion of women, yes, and I know you are as well. Woo! Woo! Right? And I, I know that, you know, that I, for, for me, knowing my worth and knowing, you know, who I am and what I stand for in the world, what would you say to women from who are stepping into that role as an entrepreneur, maybe going from an entrepreneur and really owning being a businesswoman and owning yeah. their worth? Yeah, owning their worth. Here's the thing. We've all been there. We've all, we, uh, any woman out there that's successful, yourself, myself, we stand on a mountain of failures. And it's all about never giving up and being consistent and keep every morning you get up. It's about what can I learn today and how can I grow? How can I make better decisions? Because when I, I didn't start to become a wealth advisor until I was 30 years old, okay? And I, I was with all the, the college boy graduates, young men graduates that had a financial degree. I had I didn't know even what a mutual fund was. And I said, I'm gonna make a career change at 30. And I went in there, I was making, they didn't even give you a salary. Like I was making a draw of $18,000. And I was like, oh my right. gosh, like how am I gonna live, right? Um, and I was so... The first six months of being this entrepreneur and starting out as a financial advisor, like just being able to make money when someone said yes to you, like I want to work with you. um, That first six months was absolute hell for me. I don't know how many times I cried. I, you know, nobody was saying yes to me. Like all the other young gentlemen out there that I was like starting to become a financial advisor with, they were just starting their journey. They were all bringing on clients. Like for every four people they sat down with, one said they would become a client. Me, sat down with four, no. Four more, no. Like people weren't saying yes to me. And then all of a sudden, my belief system changed of my worthiness. And you know what? Yeah. I, I I do understand a little bit more. And, I, and, and something clicked. And then all of a sudden, I ended up finishing number two in the country that year, as in growth and bringing on new clients because my exactly what you were just talking about your dad and our you know we we live in this opportune time to have this knowledge and be able to go like wow it's just about our thinking if we change our belief system and there's a way you got to go through a process to be able to to understand and to change that but once you go through that process it's like oh my gosh like why was I living like that before right it's so it's so true you know it's so funny um that it's interesting. We were just talking about one of my boys just before we got on and he went to become a gemologist. And at the very end of your gemology, the final test is that they lay out all of these different stones and you have to be able to name the stones perfectly. And and some things aren't real and some, you know, some things are plastic stones and some, you know, but you have to be able to name these stones. And Usually, I think it takes about three or four times before people get it right. And you only have like four times before you have to take the class again or something crazy like that. And, you know, a lot of these kids were kids. And the reason I'm bringing this up is you talked about, you know, a lot of these guys had financial background. They, you know, they knew a little bit. You were, you know, you, you went in like, oh, my gosh, they've already got some of this knowledge. And you didn't even know what a mutual fund was. 
And I remember when my son called me and like I said, these kids, they, most of them, their families like were diamond, you know, people in India and Italy and all over the world. And here there was this kid, he just decided to do this because he loved gemstones. And he went in there and he goes, mom, you won't believe it. And I'm like, what? He goes, I was the only person that passed the first time around. And he goes, I got them all right. I got all the stones right the first time. I said, why do you think you did it? He goes, I went in there with certainty. He says, I'm going to get this. I got this. I know these gemstones. I know it. And like you said, shifting that belief uh, for you. And like a lot of those guys probably had a lot of certainty when they showed, mm -hmm. right? when they showed up for those clients. Their clients are like, okay, whatever they've got, I want that. And so what shifted in you with regards to that? I would love to know what shifted and, and what, oh, what happened. What was the, what was it? You know what, what it's like shake off, you know? Uh, yeah. The shake off and, and listening to your story about your, your son, it, the certainty comes from like, if you peel back why he was certain it's because his gems, the gems were his passion. And right. what shifted for me is that same thing. I believe our pain in our life becomes our passion. Your Absolutely. son's pain in his life became his passion. My pain of growing up with a dad who was, you know, thought with a scarcity mindset, my mom who had a ton of anxiety, like limited me. So learning about money became my passion. And that shift in that time early on in my career was like, I am so passionate about helping people. I got to quit making this about me and my insecurities. I got to make it about them and what they want. And I shifted. And, and I think the only way you can shift out of your own self and make it about really helping others is when you feel amazing about yourself and you got to go agree. through the own it, earn it, grow it right here. As I can see, um, you know, that process, like you got to own your worth, which is having the clarity and direction and understanding your purpose, your vision, your goals, your values, your strengths. And, and you know what, and also understanding your weaknesses, you have weaknesses I have weaknesses and we can't be ashamed of those weaknesses and let that get in the way because so many of, of us women get so emotional and we let those weaknesses like overpower our true potential. And it's like, you yeah. know what? Celebrate them, understand them, but let's focus on our strengths. But so to me, it was like, I didn't go through the whole process because I actually developed the owner earn it, grow up process. But back then I was starting this developmental part of oh, I got to own who I am. And I have to be so comfortable with me that it's not about me anymore. Oh, that, okay. So I got to tell everybody, because we and I were talking about this before I had come in, I had hired this girl to brand, you know, like a brand expert to come in and she, because my whole thing is about staying true. And she goes, Lauren, what you're really about it is like knowing it, owning it and living it. And then I read your bio and I'm like, oh my God, this is my new best friend. She's all about owning it. I mean, like, she, and like, I was like, oh, this is my new best friend. Like, we got it. Like together, we're going to really help people like change the world to, to remember who they are. And I love what you said about owning all of you. Mm -hmm. So um, I was just, I think it was like a couple of days ago was with a friend of mine and I love this person, yet they sometimes play martyr if you would. And I love to leverage things to people. I'm like, I, I love, I don't know if it was just because I would always help people find their, like their, their jobs or whatever that it was, but I am love to be the most resourceful person ever. Right. So I'm always like giving people jobs too, because I know there's just some stuff I'm not good at. Mm -hmm. We need to stay in our genius, right? Like yes. sometimes creating a, a, a you know, a, a, a strong weakness isn't a great thing, right? Never. Because then, Right. We, I mean, like I would rather 
say, you know what? I know the best in the world. I know this awesome woman who is, you know, really a financial behavior specialist. Let's go to her, right? Mm -hmm. She knows she's been doing this for a long time. So tell me before you made that career shift at 30, what were you doing? What were you doing before? And what made you go that? I remember you saying, you know, for you, it was like, that's it. Like you had a defining moment where it's like something's got to shift. What, what, what were you doing before? Well, you're going to laugh. No, I probably won't because I've probably I, done it myself. Um, I was a singer dancer on a cruise ship. Oh my God. So yes, you are. Yeah. So I, I, I did not, I have not been a singer dancer on a cruise ship. Okay. You would not want to see me be a singer dancer <laughs> on a cruise ship because I get kicked off the cruise ship. They would just fire me. <laughs> funny. <laughs> No, I was a performer, singer, dancer at amusement parks, cruise ships. Um, and then the only thing, like I went to college just to get a college degree because no one else in my family had a college degree. So I'm just like, I'm a goal setter. I'm a driver. Like, I'm just going to get a college degree. I didn't know what the hell I wanted a degree for, but I just knew I needed to do it. So um, I, then I got my degree and I was like, what am I going to do? I only know cruise ships. And like, so I, I became a hotel salesperson. So I worked in hotel sales. And then um, after that, it was like, I was making nothing like, like the income was hardly anything. And I did not, I loved it, but it was all about that money. Right. And so I wanted to find a career that I could learn about money more and have more money. Well, guess what? Then I landed, a, a, my friend was a financial advisor and I'm like, wait a second, you are working three days a week earning a hundred thousand dollars a year. And you're only year two in the business. Like sign me up. And I knew I was good with people. I knew I was good with numbers, but that's where it came down to. That was like, that's where I was like, you know what? I'm a risk taker. I'm going to make this happen because I thought money was everything. Now money's right. super important. We need money. Like we need oxygen, right? So it's super important, but it's not the end all. We, 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 we want to enjoy our money, but I got into money to learn about it. So I love that. I love that. But you know, there were a lot of things that you said, I think it's important. And I think sometimes we don't acknowledge some of those things that we've done in the school of hard knocks. Like I personally believe, you know, I was a waitress for a hundred years and I believe that by being in the service industry, I learned how to really one, get my ego out of the way. Right. Cause you had to, oh, like, do, I, right. Yeah. Yeah, and I did it, it too. I mean, yeah. one of the, right. So that the other thing is I got really good at asking questions. I got really curious about people. Same thing with you. Like when you had to perform, I mean, it's a lot of work. So you had a great work ethic already. You knew your work ethic was great. You knew you were hungry. And so I think sometimes we go, well, here's where I'm at. And, and I love that you also talk about how you can do it you know, you don't have to like start by making a lot of money. Like there's a lot of people, a lot of great examples, right? Like the UPS guy who worked for $14,000 a year and he ended up what, at 80, 80, $80 million and he, you know, ended up making. So I know for me, when I, I've always like put money away for my kids, mm -hmm. you know, when I got, was pregnant, I put away $50 a month, pre, even when I was pregnant with them. And then I, you know, when I started to make more money, it became a hundred and it's 300 and it's $500 a month, right? All of those mm -hmm. things. Can you share a little bit about that, about the everyday person who's like, well, you know what? I'm not making a half a million dollars a year right, right. now. I'm barely yep. making this. Could you share a little bit about some of the things that they can do? Yes. And you know, the, the thing is what they can do is, I mean, it's twofold. It, it's about like, how do you have, how do you get more money? Well, you get more money by earning more money and figuring out how to work on your strengths 
And we all can earn more money when we're focusing just on working within our strengths. That's the, the, the best way to earn more money. But the other thing is too, when you go through comprehensive financial planning, when I say comprehensive, it's like, like hiring an advisor or working with somebody that can help you put together your plan. You're going to realize that even if you're at a lower income level and you want more, but you don't have that earning potential yet, maybe you need more skills um, or more experience or more wisdom. Understand that. But what you can do is you can actually look at what's coming in. And from a technical perspective, I find that so many of us, all of us included, right? Me, you, we tend to waste money on things that we don't value. And so mm. it's, it's really getting that, like I talked about earlier about that freedom of spending plan. It's about understanding what do you really value and have some guilt-free spending around that but then taking the things that you don't value in life. My guess, we all don't value paying a lot in taxes. We don't value like paying extra insurance premiums. We don't value paying an extra interest on our debt. We don't value maybe living in a bigger home than what we need. It's all about maximizing and negotiating and minimizing the things that you don't value and, and being, I don't want to say frugal with those, but being smart with those because right. so many times, like when I first started as an advisor, I'll never forget being, working with people that came into my office that maybe had $20,000 saved or $14,000 saved. Like it doesn't matter. They might've had that in their 401k, but through the process, I was able to like, look at, oh my gosh, we could free up a thousand dollars a month by doing X, Y, and Z. And then once you free up that money, then we can start applying it towards your spending plan today because we don't want to go on a diet today, right? We, we want to live free today, but then we free up some of that tax money and put it towards tomorrow. Technically, I don't care what income you're at. There's something for everyone to do to, to tighten up um, their, their today and their income coming in so they can live today and plan for tomorrow. You know, it's so interesting. You said, I just spoke at an event this weekend and I love what this guy, this attorney was sharing. And he said, you know, the biggest mistake that a lot of people make, and I'm just curious what your thoughts are on this, but um, these are the biggest mistakes that most entrepreneur and business people make is that they don't have three people on speed, bio, speed dial. One is an attorney that they can call at any time. Two, two is the insurance person. And three is a financial advisor or their, you know, their accountant mm -hmm. to help them show them how to you know, um, say that. So people end up, like you said, they end up not knowing some of the things they end up wasting so much of their hard earned money because they don't know some of the things that they could do for their taxes, right? Some of the things that they can, um, you know, how they can save on their insurance or all that. What do you think about that? I'm just curious. I know. You know yeah. I think that's a great question. I, I'll, I, the two most important things I believe that an entrepreneur needs is again, their worth and their wealth. So mm -hmm. yes, you need those people, the, the attorney, um, most importantly, the, the, the tax advisor and the financial advisor. Sometimes those can be too, like in our firm, right. we do our clients taxes and we do their financial planning. Um, so the, the finance person, the, the wealth part, okay. Cause we all need money, right? We, in order to, we, we all need it. Um, right. The other thing is, I believe what people don't do is again, I focus on the worth part is I was early on in my career. I was too um, frugal or cheap, if you will, to hire a coach, or a, a personal development. Uh, now you hear my Midwest accent because I'm from coach, you know, coach, um, you know, like hiring somebody to help you make really good decisions about 
where you're going in your life and the direction that you want to go and staying, like you said, staying true to that. Because I believe that if you don't have that, you make really poor mistakes. I totally agree. Your own thinking gets in the way and your emotions about yourself get in the way of you succeeding. And so if you hire that, the financial person, you need the money, which is the wealth, and you need the worth coach too. And when you combine those two, like I can tell you, you can get to your next level, your next goal at a way rap, more rapid pace for sure. I, I totally agree. You know, and I, I think I heard it said once that, you know, you help people recognize the connection between their brains and their bank accounts mm-hmm. and the understanding that, you know, when you're empowered, you make more money. Yeah. Right. And you, yeah. you know, when you know your worth, like I know, I know for me, I remember once I was, uh, I was going, I went through my divorce and I was like, I was jamming. Like I was rocking. I'm like, I'm going to make this happen. I'm rocking. I'm like, and a friend of mine called me and I was thinking about my time. And, she, and I, and she, you know, she was getting ready for the ask, you know, when someone like they're making small talk, but then they're really calling you for the ask. They've got mm-hmm. an ask. Has that ever happened to you? Oh yeah. And I remember, I remember she was, we were talking for about a half an hour and I'm thinking about like, man, I was just jamming. I was rocking. I was like feeling really good about where I was at. And then I said to my, um, she's, she finally got to the ask and she said, so, and I thought about like, well, this is the amount of time that it's going to take me to do the ask. And I took a big deep breath in and I said, you know, I'm going to have to say no. And I think that's the time that I really got my worth. Like I say this, the day that I went from being a little, a 45 year old little girl to a woman, right? I'm 56 now. And it was that, but worth, right? Can we talk a little bit about the anxiety that shows up for so many people because they really do not feel worthy. Like you said, there's a lot of very wealthy people out there who still have that anxiety and that angst in their life and that stress in their life. Share a little bit about some of the, I know you have so many techniques that you work with people about that you've got lots of, you're very, you know, interactive like me. I think that we just like to get in there and dig in there. Share a little bit, if you would, about something that a practical thing that people could do right now to not have so much anxiety around money. Yeah. Um, Well, first to me, any practical advice comes down to peeling back the why. The Mm -hmm. why behind the why. Why do we have anxiety? For me, I have anxiety because it's in, I inherited it. My grandmother, I won't go in that detail. My grandmother, my mom, like it's genetically in my bones to have anxiety. I understand that. Um, so that's one of my whys, but when you peel back the other why, like our whole world is anxious right now. Like, uh, I don't even know what the statistic is, but we're so many of us are on anxiety meds. Right. And the reason, so you start going, why is it genetic? Do we need a pill for that? I do. I'm on a pill for it because it's genetic, but I still get anxious on, you know, so it's like, why am I doing this? And it comes down to this. I think for most of us, especially women is that we are very fearful. And we like to control. We like to be in control. And when anxiety prevents or presents itself, when we don't feel like we're in control, and then we feel overwhelmed with fear. And when we know when we're emotion, when we're emotional, our brains don't work. It's impossible. So we get into this struggle with fear and control. And I think for the practical things with people that are dealing with anxiety, 
is taking a step back and peeling back the why behind the why. What is it really? It all comes down to fear for most of us. And then the fear pre presents itself as control or perfectionism or something else, but we're fearing something. And so we have to, to have a good relationship with money because Lauren, here's the thing, direct correlation between self and wealth. When we're talking about anxiety with money, we're really talking about anxiety with ourselves because right. once you solve that, the, the money, it, I mean, the money's just a tool, right? Right. So, so how do we solve that? I mean, there's, we all know there's the practical ways of, you know, if you need meds, I'm a, like, I'm not a doctor, but like, I do believe there's anxiety meds that help. There's, we all know the breathing techniques. We all know um, that we can control our thinking. Most of our anxiety comes from just our thoughts. And we are actually in a hundred percent control of our thoughts. But what, what has worked for me the best, cause I've done everything I've done like the eye treatment because <laughs> I have so much anxiety with flying. That's a control thing for me. Um, you know, I'll tell you, it comes down to this, but the, the, the things that work the most for me is having a spiritual connection, knowing that I am led by something way bigger than myself and relying on that, the God my God, to be able to drive and support me when I don't have the control, right? Mm -hmm. That, and then the second thing is what I said earlier, it's about owning you, the good and bad of you, owning ourselves and being okay and comfortable in our own skin. And then owning, this is the other part. This is where life gets hard is, and you have to master this. You have to own your reaction to life. I love and that. I love that. That's a, that's a mic drop moment right there. I love that. <laughs> yeah, but it's true. Like, so we all, like, I have just as much crap. I mean, I'm sitting here now. Um, my daughter is literally in the bedroom across the hall with 102 fever. You know, yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I'm a, I've been the sole prov income provider of my house. My, I have an awesome husband, but doesn't make income, which is okay. He does plenty for me to be able to do this, but I've raised two daughters, um, 18 months apart that are girls, right? I'm the only <laughs> one that can breastfeed them. I'm the only one that can talk to them about their period. I'm the only one that can, you know what I mean? So I've been able to raise two girls. I've been able to build this multi-million dollar business because of the help of my husband, but also because I'm in my own, like, like I, I'm able to be in my own zone and I'm able to react to all the struggles in life with a different mindset and a different yeah. emotional a reaction. And that is the key because I have just as much crap in my life as any, maybe not just as much. We all have different <laughs> stuff. Okay. All right. We all do. And we all have different hardships and challenges, but right. that doesn't mean it's all about how we react to those things in life. And I'm here to tell you, I don't care who's listening. Like the potential, you just being a human being, the potential is there. Like right. everything is possible. Anything is possible if you think differently and you own your reaction. And I like your I dog, by the way, look at this. Oh yes, do you like my dog and my husband? They just ran up here Hi, and my husband. daughter that's, and then my daughter that's texting me asking what we're, when we can well, go do the thing after we're doing <laughs> Yeah, I know, it's, right. it's life, right? Yeah, so. Okay. Um, but you know what's so great about it is to see how real and that I think that so many times there there's this false belief of that what things are supposed to look like. I I mean I love what's happened in this um, mandatory pause I call it with regard to the big 
COVID that's happened is that it's put things back in perspective for people of, you know, like mm-hmm. people are just real, like they put on their pants the same way. I, there was a couple of, I was taking notes as you were saying things. Um, like you said, knowing what to do is not like that difficult. That's something we all know what to do, right? But if we can c- control our, re- not be so reactive to when things happen, right? And like, like you said, like, what is it? What, what is it stirring up for us? What, you know, re- what references are coming up for us to go like, oh my gosh, for me to even react that way. And then I love what you said. I, I think that a spiritual foundation is so important, mm-hmm. right? When um, it, it, I love the word guidance to me, right? That my friends say it means God, you and I dance. I just got back from Fiji where I've got, you know, where I've been many, many times over the years from teaching a program. And I was there in the spa and the guy said, how, so how did we do during COVID? And he's like, Lauren, he said, I don't really get what everybody's all, you know, stressed out about. He said, their pri- here are their priorities in Fiji, God, community, family, and land. So they said, you know what? Without God, we wouldn't have our community. Without God, we wouldn't have our family. Without God, we wouldn't have our land. And sometimes we have to what? We have to slow down just to really take in, oh my gosh, like, Whatever your whatever higher power, right? People believe, and I know everybody's got like for you and me that it's God, and for other people, you know. But but that connection and how important it is to say, ask me, you know, guide me right now, Uh you know, guide me of what I really need to do to remember my worth. I mean, one of my favorite little books, I'm sure you have it, is the Prayer of Jabez, right? And Uh in the Prayer of Jabez, it says, "Bless me." That means that you know we're here to bring greatness. We're here to do wonderful things together. And then the second line, right, is, is expand my territory, meaning it's not always going to be easy. You're going to be tested, but we know that, right, like you said, the tough times, those, like, had your parents, had your parents had not had scarcity beliefs, would you even have created this amazing, um, to be the first behavioral financial advisor? I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, probably so not. You, yeah. Probably not, right? right. And then you yeah. wouldn't be helping all of these millions and million people. So own it, love it. And just now, how are you going to use it in the world? So I, I know that I, I've been, I was watching a lot of your videos. So I was loving all of your videos. Share a little bit with me. I know you teach a variety of classes for people in the area of finances. Can you tell me more about some of your classes? Because I can't wait to tune in and share the, the classes with everybody. Yeah, well, you're so kind to even say that. Um, I, here's the thing. As a wealth advisor, um, the first 18 years, I only worked with millionaire clients. Like you had to have a million dollars to come in our firm and to work with us. And then I I realized, oh my gosh, like the people that need our services are the not millionaires, like the people that want to be millionaires. So what I did is I decided to open up a digital platform that I have found out the people that are younger, the 30s, 40 year olds, the 20 year olds, like 20 year olds. Right. They need access to a fiduciary. They need access to real advice. Someone that's not going to sell them a product, a commission product. Um, And so like I figured out a way to open up this digital platform to to teach people that don't have the millions yet how to get the millions and do it in a different way than any other advisor has done before, because advisors teach you either how to invest your money or they teach you how to have have a financial plan your insurance, investments, retirement plan, tax plan, estate plan, all freaking important. Okay. But I have, I have sat in 10,000 client meetings and I know that you can do all that technical work, 
But if you really want to meet your biggest desire in life, which is to enjoy your work and enjoy the money and, and be at peace and happy, you got to do the personal work too. So I've created this program for the people that don't have the millions yet, but it's called own it, earn it and grow it where you're getting own it. You're getting clarity. You're getting clarity and direction of who you are as a human being and everything that's about you. So you can feel comfortable in your own skin. And then the next process is earning it where you're earning. I'm teaching you how to earn the right type of income because that's the staple for everything. You can't build a portfolio if you don't have the right income. So if you have low income, we need to figure out what's going on, why you have the low income so we can up your income. So that's the earn it part. And also the earn it part is the personal development. Like we've talked about the reaction, like controlling your emotions and how to be emotionally intelligent. And then the grow it is a financial planning tool that I created during COVID because I couldn't sit still. Like I, I was going nuts during COVID. So I sat there and was like, I'm going to do, you know, like every night I worked on this financial planning tool that I could deliver to that generation that doesn't have the money yet, but it can help them put their money into a financial plan and understand how they can spend free today and how can they free up their waste and money and how can they apply that to investment so they can compound their money and, and minimize their taxes. And, and it shows them what they'll have in a year, five, 10, 15, and 30 years from now, if they just follow these simple plans. So it's like, it's helping people build their total security package. Love that. I love that. You know, I love, I think, and just understanding compounding, right? Just, I mean, I love the whole thing about coming. And, and I think a big thing, you know, I, my boys are, and my, I have a bonus daughter, she's 26, and my son's 26, and my other one's 22, and my daughter's 15. But the, the biggest wound for them is they, they don't feel like they have any assets right now, mm -hmm. right? Like us, that there's this whole, because everything's so fast, and I love the idea that you can really help them create that spending plan and understand how they can compound and, and make sure that they do have a, a, a vehicle or maybe they need other vehicles. Maybe they're not riding the right vehicles. Like sometimes we drive the right, wrong vehicle. It's not going to get us where we want to go, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and those young people, you know, that are maybe just starting off or they're starting over at 50 and that's okay too. It doesn't matter. The point is, is like, if you don't have those assets, you're going to go look, you're going to either not get an advisor because you're too embarrassed because the emotions get in the way. Like we feel guilty, right. like we should be ahead. We should have more money you know, get over that. Like, like, like let's deal with our emotions and don't let that get in the way of your, your next 40 years success. Like mm -hmm. let's deal with that. Um, but giving them a program they can tap into that they're not going to be sold a product. And I think that's the biggest thing because I if agree. you don't have a lot of assets, I've seen it a gazillion times. You're going to go to a bank. They're going to put you in a mutual fund that has a commission or a sales charge. So the advisor makes money because that's the only way they're going to make money off of you. And like, I'm at a point now where like, I don't need, like, oh, yes, I want to be profitable. I want to grow my income. Like who doesn't like, that'll be for the rest of my life, but we can do it in a way that's, that's appropriate for that age group where they're going to get the right advice. And I've created a digital platform so I can go help them one-on-many -on -many and give them the right advice they need versus me sitting down one-on-one. -on -one. I don't have the time or capacity to do that. I love like that. I know. So I'm super, super excited. We're just launching that. Like they literally, it's taken me three years to build this because again, as an entrepreneur, we go left to go right. Then we go right. And then we go left and we go one foot step back, three forward, one forward, eight back. Like 
it takes time. We all look right. You're laughing because you know. Oh, I, I'm laughing because I've got it all right here. Besides the same thing, this is taking me about five years and I'm like, okay, I'm finally right? getting it to the it's point where so, I want it to be. Yeah. And if we're authentic and real, like we screw up all the time, right? It's just like, you keep going, you keep trying to make it better with the end mind of let's transform some more lives. And that's yep, what I'm amen. here for. You know, and that's what it's about. Yep. Well, I am so excited to meet you and to get to know you better. My final question that I ask everybody is what's something that you do to stay true to yourself every day, no matter what? It's a non-negotiable. I think I know it, but anyway. You think you know it? So to stay true to myself, mm. um, I, I can't tell you it's every day because then I'd be lying. Um, but I will tell you, I spend time reading the Bible my the Bible app on my phone. It's the best personal development ever. Um, meditation and exercise. Nice. I love it. I figured I got two of them. I figured two. Of what them. is yours? Let me ask you before we wrap up. I want to know what? yours. What, me for me, my, mm -hmm. my biggest thing that I do that everybody who knows me, my biggest thing is that I do my affirmations. If I know who I am, I wake up every day and I say, today is going to be the best day of my life again. And I, no matter what time I get up in the morning, no matter how long my dogs have been jumping on the bed, my second one is that I do my, I, my, I am, I know who I am. I'm loving. I'm honest. I'm passionate. I'm compassionate. I'm God's girl. I'm Tomb Raider tight. I'm a sexy salsa dancer. I'm an awesome coach. I'm a badass mama. I'm hilarious. Right? Uh, and you are all of those things <laughs> and I love you for it. Oh, I can feel it through the screen. Thank you for sharing. You too. I can't wait to meet you. And how can people get in, in touch with you and find out more about your programs? Because I yes. would love them to find out more about your yeah, programs. Yeah, they, they can log on. The website is the house that houses everything. Free videos, um, resources, quizzes. There's a core value exercise. Everybody needs to go onto the website to do the core value exercise. So you can have a guilt-free spending plan today, but it's Dawn Dalby, Dawn, D-A-W-N, Dalby, D-A-H-L-B-Y.com. You'll see me there. Awesome. Well, I can't wait to see you soon, my friend. Thank have you. Have a great one. We'll talk soon. You bet. Bye. Bye. How awesome was today? Make sure you subscribe to the podcast and invite your friends to join as well. I'm here for you with fabulous content, great guests, and lots of giveaways. To learn more of how I have taken what I've learned, applied it to my life, helped others find their true voice, text TRUE to 26786, which will give you my top tune-ups and a complimentary 15-minute discovery call with one of our coaches. And remember, keep in touch with me on Instagram at I am Lauren Lahav, Facebook, Lauren Lahav Official, Clubhouse, Lauren Lahav. Make sure you text TRUE, T-R-U-E, to 26786. Text TRUE, T-R-U-E, to 26786. And remember to always stay true to the amazing person you are.